When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson is at the United Center and will join us shortly. Hawks lose 4-2 to the Minnesota Wild in a game that had the people rooting for the tank. Very, very concerned for a long time and rightfully so. We're going to get to it. If you're with us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page as well. If you're a podcast listener, make sure you're following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app. And if you got a few minutes, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because those go a really, really long way. Uh, Mario, this is about as good of a game as the Hawks have played all year. Yes. Um, out shooting the Wild 41-22. That includes a second period where the Hawks outshot the Wild 22-5. to It was just, I don't know, like, yeah, the Wild ended up winning and, you know, kind of thank God they did. Um, <laughs> but they were not engaged for the vast majority of this game. The Wild had no interest in being here. It seemed it seemed that way, yeah. And I understand that they were uh, pretty banged up. A lot of, a lot of players that are uh, hopefully going to be regulars for their lineup once playoff time comes is uh they they were sitting tonight i know uh, kirill kaprizov was uh, you know is officially back healthy but didn't play tonight um but yeah i mean even still a, a team like the wild that are in the playoffs um you know contending in the central division even if you don't have your best players you still think against this blackhawks team uh would be able to muster up a, a better effort and yeah, I mean, it was 22 shots on goal for the Blackhawks in the second period was a season high in a single period uh, for, for for Chicago this year, which at, at this point in the, in the season, game 80 to, to... With this roster? With this roster to, to have that happen was um, quite, the, uh, quite the accomplishment. But yeah, third period, um, man, it just... The, the, the Taze goal gets waved off and things completely flip. And it was, it was, it was crazy. It was just the, the, when Tay scored, I, I was just like, you know what? That is the one person on this roster that if they <laughs> score a goal, I'm, I'm not going to be like, Ooh, you know, get all tense. Yeah, it used to be get Reichel, all tense about it. it was Reichel. Now it's Tay's because these are his final games. Um, but uh, yeah, then it gets called off and things just kind of turn, turn the corner for the Blackhawks. But, yeah, I mean, outside of the final score, uh, looking at, at the rosters on paper and the way that the game was played, I was very surprised at how uh, how the Blackhawks played tonight. Yeah, they they were, I mean, not just, you know, the, the, our, we've seen games in the past where teams end up with a lot of shots on goal, but it's not really representative of the game. Mm -hmm. um, the, those numbers were, like, the Hawks had a huge edge in play for, you know, what 
the the Felino England fight happened at twelve twenty, yeah. the third. To me, that was the moment that swung everything, and that's everyone was kind of thinking like, what is Marcus Felino doing? Yeah, fighting on a power play. He saw uh, Andreas England out there, knew he had a dance partner. He said, "Ask kindly, hey, let's drop the gloves." He wins the fight, does a little bit of a taunt, and gets ejected. And people laugh and joke about the momentum of fights all the time. It certainly swung the momentum for the Wild. It woke them up. The game was three nothing after that period. Yeah, or after that point for Minnesota. And that's what Marcus Foligno was trying to do. He's like, "Look, this team is dead ass in the water. We're running out of time here. We've got eight minutes left. Someone's got to do something. So I'm going to be the one that does it." Yeah. And is it a direct result? You don't know that, but damn it, it certainly woke the Wild up. They played yeah. better from that point on, and like you said, three goals. They scored at the 14-minute mark, the 16:47 mark, and then an empty netter at the 18:59 mark um, to to take the win 4-2. And uh, like I said, thank God they did. And it's funny, the Taves goal. I tweeted this. There's a possibility that the last goals that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves scored at the United Center would be goals that were waved off. Patrick Kane had the overtime buzzer beater. The almost buzzer beater. Almost buzzer beater. Everyone went crazy. The horn blasted. Everyone thought the game was over on one of the coolest goals Patrick Kane's ever scored. But the puck didn't go in in time, so the game goes to overtime. And then Jonathan Taves, if this was his last goal as a Blackhawk, it's another one. It doesn't count at the United Center. Which, how weird would that be (laughs) of all the things that have tied Taves and Kane together through history. If the last thing for them as Blackhawks is their last time they put the puck in the net at the UC, neither of their goals counted. Yeah, I mean that would <laughs> <laughs> that that would be quite the uh, that'd be quite the bingo card uh, space to, uh, to to check off there. But yeah, I mean it's you know the the atmosphere tonight uh, I thought was going to be a bit more um, heightened. Uh, yeah, me too. There was a. I know it's a Monday night. I know we're very late in the season, but I, I think with the writing being so big and clear on the walls that tonight uh, and and Thursday night are the last times we're going to see Jonathan Taze at the UC in a Blackhawks uniform, I would have expected uh, both tonight and potentially Thursday to be near sellouts, if not sellout crowds. And uh, tonight's atmosphere, I, I was surprised at the uh, amount of empty seats. There were there were periods of the first and, and second period, periods of the game where I was just like, man, it is quiet in here. Yeah. It was, I mean, and, and it might just be that point of the season in general where it's just like people are coming to games because it's, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Hey, I got tickets. Let's go, you know, whatever. Um, and not really necessarily going to kind of, you know, uh, you know, bang the bang the glass and be all, be all in on the Blackhawks, um, but yeah, I, w- I was surprised that uh, the atmosphere wasn't as um, you know energetic for Taze as as I would have expected. It still was, given the people who were still who were who were still there tonight. Got a big ovation when he stepped on the ice for warmups. Um, you know, in the starting lineup, just kind of thought it was a little bit less than I'd expect. Uh, but I mean, Thursday is going to be a completely different. I, I hope so. Game. I I, I got to say, like, I was a little bit. I don't want to say perturbed, but it was odd how little attention Taze was getting. Like when when everyone was sort of sensing that things were ending for Patrick Kane, every time he touched the puck, people would get excited. And of course, 
he's performing at a much higher level than Jonathan yeah. Taves. So there's more of an expectation of a moment from him. But I don't know. It just the the applause was polite and noticeable when they announced him as a starter. But it wasn't this uproarious, blasting cheer yeah. that I sort of expected. And maybe that's coming Thursday. I hope it's coming Thursday. Um, but I was a little bit disappointed that, I don't know if it was just a lack of awareness from the people in the building today. It did seem like there was a pretty decent contingent of Wild fans there. Like yeah. When the Wild scored, the crowd got pretty loud. Yeah. Um. So maybe that played a role. But I don't know. It just it didn't seem like the spotlight was on Taves as it has been for, or as it was earlier this year for Patrick Kane. And, and maybe that's just an indication of how people's feelings have changed about the captain since everything's gone on with him. And I don't know, we've got all summer and off season to discuss that, but <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that there wasn't more of a buzz around Taves in this yeah. one because yeah, it might not be his last game, but for most of the people in that crowd, it's the last time they're going to see him. Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I just expected more. Um, getting back to the game tonight. Um, there was a, a, a lot of good. We talked about how this is one of the better nights they've had all year, and you found that stat about uh, the top line, and especially after the, uh, the the second period, how dominant they were. Yeah, going into the third period tonight, uh, the top line of uh, Andres Bjork, Buddy Robinson, and Andreas Athanasiu, um, put that in the file, <laughs> they did not out. allow not only no shots on goal, but no shot attempts. They went into the third period uh, with a 20-0 to zero advantage in shot attempts at, uh, I believe, at five on, at, that's at five on five. Um, they had a 9-0 advantage in scoring chances, uh, a 9-0 advantage in shots on goal, and then a 5-0 advantage in high-danger chances, uh, all at five on five. And they finished the game with a 21-3 to three um, ch- uh, scoring chances advantage at five on five and a nine to one uh, shots on goal advantage. So only one shot on goal allowed in the third period um, for that line. Like that is, that is an incredible uh, performance by that trio. And yeah, Athanasiu had a really good game. Um, Buddy Robinson was noticeable. Uh, I believe he picked up an assist too on Anders Bjork's uh, first goal. As a member of the Chicago Blackhawks, so congratulations to Anders. Um, definitely uh, didn't get all of it, but got enough of it. It's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that line was was really effective tonight, and um, just kind of something that you really wouldn't have spe- have expected uh, to see. You know, paired together, you have Buddy Robinson, who spent basically all of this season with the Rockford IceHogs. You have Anders Bjork, who was brought in. Um, you know, late in the year after spending pretty much all of the season in the AHL with the Sabres organization. And then Andreas Thanasiu playing out of position. And yet tonight against the Minnesota Wild, they have one of the best performances by any trio uh, for it's the unreal. forwards group of the season. If you're a Corsi person, if you still uh, follow the Corsis, which, eh, you know, they still tell a story. It, it tells you Buddy something. Robinson, 83.33. Andres Bjork, 81.48. Andreas Thanasiu, 80.77. Uh, there was no Black Hawk below 50%. Jason Dickinson, the lowest rated Hawk, at 50%. Nah. So there you go. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, and it's a 4-2 loss. Yeah, they they controlled <laughs> they controlled a lot of the play, which was which was very uh, you know surprising to see. Um, but you know, it's 
something that Luke Richardson said uh, before the game that stood out to me was that, you know, he summing it up, basically saying, like, we have a way, we've set a way that we expect these guys to play mm-hmm. and that, that they have they have bought in to play a certain way and, and to be able to give in, give the 100% effort night in and night out. And for the most part, that has been there every game. Uh, and then to continue that thought, he said, now where things start to, you know, that, that precedent is set, that kind of expectation is set for the team. So now as more younger players come in, that's where I think the excitement comes in is that there's a team culture that is being set under Luke Richardson and as time progresses and as these young players that we're all excited for start to get into the organization with the Ice Hogs and then eventually up to the Blackhawks, that expectation is already set. Yep. And they don't have to be the ones to set it. It can be set by this this season and next season, mostly, uh, made up of guys that really aren't going to be here when this team is, is contending and, and, you know, quote-unquote matters again. And as much as we say, like, oh, we, you know, you just tank, 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 bedard, 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 there is importance in this season. Right. And, and, and having that uh, precedent set, having that team culture set is really important. Um, so when you look at this roster up and down and see the game that they played, that is, that is that team culture, like, personified, basically. This roster of glorified AHL players, no offense to any of them, they're all better than me at hockey. Um, but of glorified AHL players up and down the lineup, and you took a a team that's in the playoffs down to the you know final eight minutes of the game. Yeah. Before and bef- they're playing for something too. Yeah. Before before the you know the Wild ended up kind of waking up. Like that's that's something to there's something to be said for that. Absolutely. Greg is standing by at the UC, so we're going to get to him in a moment. But boy, today was absolutely beautiful. I should have shorts on. But I don't. It was, it was just so sunny, so warm. It was wonderful. Great weather. And that day. means it is Shady Rays season. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather. It says ahead, but it's here. The warm weather <laughs> is here with their premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacement policy if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they'll send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase together with their customers Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back and exclusively for our CHGO listeners Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use the code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself 
The Shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. ShadyRays.com, code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is a lot of stars. It is. Five times 250,000. A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of bright light coming from those stars. And if you want to have the bright lights uh, working hard for you and working efficiently for you in your home or your uh, facilities and working hard for you in your wallet, then the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is just for you. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yep, ComEd offers a vast majority, vast variety rather, of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. They offer free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchens equipments, and industrial processes. Jay, how does that work? Well, they're going to send an authorized engineer, and they're going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually, and they last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, you'll get a report detailing energy efficiency projects that you can start working on immediately. They'll include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Do this today. Get started saving money and energy for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Is that comed.com slash powering biz? Yes, it is comed.com slash powering biz. Schedule it today. All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in our buddy, Greg Boyson. Greg, hello. Hi. All right. How's it going? What do we how, learn? How, are, how are things? Uh, we didn't learn a whole lot. Um, you know, you could tell. Uh, it, it, I know everybody is just talking about tank standings and how dare the Blackhawks try and win a game, yada, yada, yada. But these 20 guys that were in uniform tonight want, deserve to win this game. They, they, they played their ass off against a team that, for most of the night, looked content in finishing in third place in the Central Division, even though they have a shot at still winning the Central outright or at least getting home ice in the first round. Blackhawks took it to them. One of the, the second period was one of the most dominating periods of hockey this team has played all year, and then it got away from them at the end. Um, we talked to Connor Murphy and Anders Bjork after the game. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, Connor Murphy was asked, was the disallowed goal from Jonathan Taves, was that the difference maker in this game? Did that start leading to the downfall? He said no. We asked Bjork the same question, and he said, yeah, it kind of, some of the young guys, it kind of <laughs> deflated us. And even Luke Richardson said that was kind of the turning point. He didn't want to give any credit to the Felino fight. I know there's people out there that say that's what turned it around. But uh, Luke Richardson had a very good point. He said not only did that take a goal off the board, but this place would have been on fire after that goal announcement for Jonathan Taves. The energy in this building would have been unreal. Uh, even though it wasn't a full house, it would have felt like it. 
And that energy would have been really hard for the wild to overcome at that point. So I think uh, the overturn, the disallowed goal, whatever you want to call it, had more to do with the uh, outcome than the, uh, the Marcus Foligno, uh, Andreas England tilt towards the end of the game. You mentioned the, um, and that was a really good point. I'm here. I hear the crowd uh, cheering your yeah, points that, behind they you. They loved that point by you, Greg. Good job, Greg. I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying them all a beer after the game. Just follow <laughs> me around and cheer after everything I say. Nice. Uh, we were talking before you jumped on about how, I don't know, the atmosphere for the potential historic impact of this game, Jonathan Taves's second to last game as a Hawk, it just kind of seemed a little, I don't know, it didn't seem like there was enough fanfare or love around Jonathan Taves tonight. Maybe, you know, Luke was right that if he did score, the building would have exploded for Jonathan Taves, but he did score. Most people knew it was him. And it, I don't know, it just, it doesn't feel quite like fans are as attached to him as they were to Patrick Kane, which is, I don't know, I guess you can understand that the performance hasn't been there, but boy, when you look at like the impactful moments and, and what they've meant to the organization, like they <laughs> Right next to each other. I don't know. It's it's kind of, it just struck me kind of weird that it didn't have that overly special feel for Taves tonight. Yeah, I, I I think that half some of that has to do probably with you know I'm not sure how many diehard Blackhawk fans were in the building tonight, so some of that might have been lost. You know, the Blackhawks told us earlier in this year a lot of the games have been. They've had a in the most ever first time ticket buyers uh, ever, and that could be a case tonight. You know, a late start, eight o'clock start on a Monday night. You may not get the, uh, you know, you may get a lot of people coming out for their first game of the year and not really haven't really been watching this team much and picking up on the storylines and just kind of say, oh, Jonathan Taves is always here, so that's nothing special. Um, I would hope Thursday night will be all about Jonathan Taves. Um, yeah. Interesting note not to fuel any kind of speculation, but I did see Jonathan Taves' dad down in the tunnel after the game, so he was here for tonight's game. Um, so, you know, I would imagine uh, his parents will probably be here Thursday, um, you know, with, with a really good chance. It's his final game as a Blackhawk and quite possibly his final NHL game. So I'm hoping um, – I'm hoping it's a full house. I'm hoping it's loud and, and there's some, some video highlight packages put on the big board and, and um, you know, let's get him a goal on his send-off game. You know, we, yeah, I saw you tweet it out, Jay, and a couple people mentioned it after the game. How strange would it be that, you know, potentially Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, the last goal is Blackhawks, neither of them counted. Um, I mean, Kane didn't count because it happened after the, the uh, clock – went to zero and you can't argue that tonight's you could argue i don't i don't uh luke yeah. richardson did not agree with it he said if the defenseman is falling on his face and the puck nicks his stick as he's falling on his face how is that possession and he's yeah. he's not wrong yeah yeah i think the, the the fact that they called that possession i mean that uh that's that's a that's a head scratcher for sure especially for a league like the nhl that you know the rule book and video review is never uh so here's how here's how i look at that if that was a goal that counted would it have been unassisted no 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 right had had a minnesota wild player controlled the puck and then taves gotten it back and scored it would have been unassisted that would not have been an unassisted goal there's no shot 
So, yeah, t- possession is not touching the puck. We've seen many, many times a team not, with a delayed penalty will get a little piece yeah, of it, yeah. and they keep it going. Yeah, whatever. I, you got to see weird stuff every now and again, and it worked out ultimately <laughs> uh, in the Hawks' favor as we look at the upcoming draft. But, like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of – I just think there needs to be kind of um, room for interpretation based on the moment and based on what ha- – you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that I think – I think that's how we've kind of gotten into the weeds about yeah, things is, right. is, is refs interpreting uh, too much uh, and and not uh, you know not not having a more definitive line on what is and what isn't a call. Um, but that's that's for the off season. We'll talk about that in the summer. Yeah, I, uh, I would be hard pressed to think that call would get made in a playoff game. Right. I, yeah. I really don't think. You know, we get to a, that type of situation in Game Seven of Stanley Cup playoff game. I, I dare the refs to make that call. <laughs> make any call, really? Um, yeah. So, what did um, what did Richardson have to say about his uh, his ragtag group's effort tonight? Well, I mean, he said that that uh, second period was great. He said when all twenty guys are pulling in the same direction, that's the type of a period you could play. Uh, but he said those last seven, eight minutes, there's just too many mistakes, too many turnovers inside his own blue line. Uh, he said they were a little dis- disjointed when they gave up that uh, shorthanded goal that, that uh, tied the game. Uh, they were coming off the four and four, and he said they didn't have the right combination out there, and things got a little disjointed, and, and it allowed for Johansson to get the open look. And it was it was a great shot from him. Both of those goals were great plays by uh, Marcus Johansson, who's been – a huge pickup uh, for the Wild. He's been fantastic for yeah, them he's been really good. since he's got here. And then I had completely forgotten that uh, Gustav Nyquist was on, <laughs> on the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Totally like, forgot. Oh, yeah. That I was thing. like, look at that guy. Wasn't he I also, hurt when they the, – he was he, hurt when they traded for him. Traded, yeah. I, think, I think that's he, why, yeah. He was hurt <laughs> on the ass jackets. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's healthy and scoring goals for the Wild. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, there's some chat going on right now um, whether or not, like, next year becomes a uh, cheering for losses thing. I'm saying right now, April 10th, 11, 19 p.m. Central Time, I am not rooting for losses next year. It's a one-year thing for me. I'm not doing tank crap next year. We're not spinning the wheel. No, it's for this year. It's for Connor Bedard, and I'm do- – because it was – it sucks – it sucks to see the team you root for score a goal and you go, eh, come on. I'm over that. Yeah. Two more games of it and I'm done. I think Yeah. I think you kind of got to let the roster be built for next season because if, if, we, if we go into next season and it's, uh, you know, if it's not Connor Bedard, if it's like Lucas Reichel and Philip Kershev and, you know, maybe Alex Vlasic, like a couple of these young guys, that's great. But if it's not a roster that you look at and say, "Hey, this this team could do do a little bit of something," if they're going to be in the lottery again next year, why not have your best chance? It's going to suck. I agree. It's going to suck. It's not going to be fun if the, if we have to root for losses again. Um, but if you're if you're going to be in the in the lottery again next year, uh, you might as well have the best odds to win it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm, I just I'm not gonna. I am not going not to gonna, enjoy it. I'm not going to be upset with any losses next season. Um, but I'm not actively going to like go out of my way and hope for them. Um, 
I know there's some top, there's some good talent that next year's draft too. And as you're right, Mario, hey, you're gonna suck. Go big, go big or go home. Um, so, eh, I'm just looking forward to a season where I don't have to cringe and get anxious about a victory post game show like we've had this year. Because I'm sorry. Some of our victory post-game shows have been brutal because all it is is people complaining and this tank is ruined and and now we're going to pick 10th and this is a failure. We, we know who we're talking about mostly, but it's like, it's just, I, I would like to have a season again where the fans, all of us, can just enjoy a win every once in a while and appreciate a team that's working their ass off like this team has been for 80 games this season and say, you know what? Yeah, it's okay they won the night. They, yeah. they earned that. They deserve that. Let's feel good for a bunch of guys that that pulled off a big victory. See that if that I'm... I think that's what's what is that's what's fueling this is because as this game's going on and we're putting out the great things the Hawks are doing in this game, people are like, "Wow, this team can't even lose correctly." It's like we have fans who are legitimately pissed off that they're beating the living shit for 50 minutes out of a playoff team out of a Western conference contender, they're out hustling them, out hitting them, out, out shooting them. They're doing everything right. And there are people legitimately upset about it. I hate that. I'm, I'm, and you're right, Greg, the hardest part of this season for us, it's like, Oh, it must be tough covering a losing team. Nope. It's tough covering a winning team because being in here after a win is miserable. It is miserable. And How many I'm times let you, guys, said you can't, can't I mean, go 0 82? It's different circumstances. If we were, if we were, uh, if we were the DNVR group covering the Avs, talking about wins would be a lot different. I, I think. Look, I, I, I don't want to be the fan police. Um, I, I agree. It definitely is is a little bit more challenging to talk about wins at this point in the season, knowing that wins are bad. Um, but I mean. There's there's two more games left. If my math is correct, even if the Blackhawks, if the Blackhawks were to win both those games, there's a chance they could finish 30th in the league, which means third in the tank standings, which means the furthest they could fall is fifth. At this point, at at, at this point right now, they are currently, uh, based on percentage points, dead last in the league. Even though Columbus is, has the same amount of points, they've played one fewer game. So going into game 81, they will be, at the very least, tied for dead last in the league. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, at, at this point in the year, I, I, you just kind of have to let it play out. There's, there's almost nothing more that they can do to help or hurt their draft odds. Even if, if they win both of the, the remaining games, they won't. I'll say that right now. They're not. Uh, Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh needs. Pittsburgh literally to needs to win tomorrow to to yes. to seal a playoff spot. So they will probably do that. And Philly has been bad, but they're better than the Blackhawks. I I I. I and at, it's going to be Stalock tomorrow too. By the way, is it it's, back to back? I'm, I'm sorry, Mraz. Mraz. Mraz against the Penguins. I'm not worried about that. Um, and then yeah, Flyers at home. I, the the game's up for grabs. Sure. At this point. I, I have no more energy to give for what happens in a win or loss. Um, if if fans do, by all means, burn burn that energy however you want. Yeah, if uh, the Penguins lose at home to this Blackhawks team, while while they ha- if they win, they 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 jump ahead of the Islanders who choked big time tonight, 
and they'd be right back in a playoff spot. So if the Penguins lose to this team coming off of a heartbreaking loss, then traveling to Pittsburgh and playing less than 24 hours later, you lose to this team, you should fire Mike Sullivan on his way back to the dressing room after the game. They, 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 there should be no excuse for the Penguins tomorrow. <laughs> and and listen, I know everybody gets gets into the anxiety. I, I get it in Twitter all the time. Well, now they're going to pick fifth. Now they're going to pick seventh. Listen, Wyatt Kaiser doesn't give a shit where the Blackhawks pick in the draft. Anders Bjork doesn't care if they get first overall. These guys that are on the ice, they don't care. They want to win these last three games. Connor Murphy said that. He said, it's the end of the year. We've been busting our ass all season long. Let's. We want to finish on a high note. We want to finish with wins because we, we feel we deserve them. It's been a long, tough season. And winning these last three games would would make us feel good heading into the offseason. So they don't care, dude. I think about Connor Bedard or anybody in this draft. And they've it's lost their what, job. 11, 11 of twelve. Yeah, that they've lost. And I, I think that they're almost almost that they not only do they not care, they're almost like defiant. Like f. I don't want to hear about Connor Bedard. I don't want to hear about the tank. I don't want to hear about finishing with the worst record. That does not interest us. And I think it's they're almost they like to do. Yeah, it, it's. And of all sports, right? Hockey, the programming. We talk about the culture of hockey and how these guys are programmed for better or worse. I don't think there's a single hockey player that's like, well, you know, if we lose, we get a better draft pick. No one, no one is thinking that way on this no. team. No. And they, I'm glad they're not, right? Like, it's entertaining for us. And yes, we all want the best odds at Counter Bedard. But I don't want to – if there's a single guy in that team who's like, eh, maybe I'm going to half-ass it on the shift so we can get Connor Bedard. I don't want that guy on my team. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I just don't. I, that said, though, beating the Penguins would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't it, be maybe it will, it, will stop the, uh, it will stop the let's get the, the band back together conversation for one more uh, go at it, you know. Which I think that's kind of gone away now that Patrick Kane's been gone for almost a month and or over a month, and uh, you know Taves seems to be on the way. I think people have kind of gotten over it. We haven't heard so much of the maybe Kane will resign stuff lately. Well, yeah, once he's, I mean, he's gone. He got traded. I, I, don't, I, I mean, it's 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 done. I, I think the 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 ties have been severed, and I think with what we're seeing with Jonathan Taves aids that as well, like. Basically, since he since he came back healthy, uh, healthy enough to to get back on the ice and play, he's been saying, "Yeah, this is pretty much my last last go of it in Chicago." Like, I, like I said before, I you know the writing is is big and clear and bright red, uh, you know, paint across the walls. The the Taze and Kane and modern Blackhawks Cup run era. That that door is as soon as the final horn blows on Thursday. That door is shut. These guys aren't coming back. Yeah, I, I, it's it's done, and and the organization is deciding to to move on into a new generation of of of, of player. And I th- I, th- I think that's it's tough. It's tough to see all that end, but nothing lasts forever. And uh, to to quote Semisonic, every new beginning starts with some other beginning's end. I'm gonna have to take your word for it on that one. That is for, uh, that is from closing time. Oh, yeah, you know that's that song, Jay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Too. It means the uh, Dan McNeil's radio show is over. 
Semisonic, I believe, uh, Minnesota band. How appropriate to pull that out. I I wouldn't know, but maybe. Um, (laughs) All I can say is I cannot wait for May 8th, just so we can just be done with it. Have a conclusion, have the anxiety and the stress of where they're going to pick be over with, and then we can just focus on on where they're drafting, who they're going to take, and... uh, Get on with our lives. Yeah, May May eighth is the start of a of a new se- uh, new season. Yes, yeah, yeah. we need to get, we look, need that to get here quickly. Every show we've done at CHGO has led up to May eighth. May eighth. Think and, about and, it. And like then the draft. Everything yeah. <laughs> we have done has been about the draft lottery in twenty twenty three. Yep. Even the context of the Kane trade and the Taves potential trade. And everything else has all been in the context of Connor Bedard. And you're right. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for the. Of, yeah. Let's go. We've been talking about Connor Bedard since March 4th, 2022, day one. So that's yeah. going to be kind of like the end of our first chapter of uh, CHGO Blackhawks. The first chapter in the book of CHGO sure. Blackhawks ends May 8th when we finally know if we're getting Connor Bedard or not, and then we can move on. And start uh, writing the next chapter, which will be a fun chapter. Next year is going to be fun. I, I, I yeah. can't wait for to have a fun kind of carefree season. Hey, if we win, that means some of these young kids are playing good and they're and they're progressing. If we lose, hey, we may get another top three pick. Right. It's a no. There's no. There's there's nothing to really be upset about next season. Ne- next season might be another, you know, 50, 60 point season. But I think there's it, there's going to be more things to enjoy because think about how much fun we had watching Lucas Reichel yeah. in, in the last month and a half. Like, imagine that for 82 games. It's going to be exciting to see where his progression goes. Um, Wyatt Kaiser. Wyatt, Wyatt Kaiser has the opportunity to, to, to progress. Really um, just signed today, Drew Camezzo. Yeah. Well, or, well the indications are all uh, pointing to that he will be signing his entry-level contract that hasn't been made official. But Drew Camezzo is going to be in the organization, um, likely with Rockford, but, you know, could end up seeing some time in the NHL next season. Uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the young guys are, are going to be in Rockford next year that we've been talking about all year. Um, and we'll have opportunities to maybe jump up and play some NHL games next season. It's going to be a lot of fun to see the progression and really, that's going to be the, the the next step in like, okay, what is the next generation of, of Blackhawks hockey look like? Who are the next guys that can, you know, bring the team back upwards in the league? And, and that, that, you know, next year is going to be uh, the start of that. And could Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli also be part of that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and that would be even more fun if, if either of them are or Leo Carlson, depending on, on what happens. So, you know, it'll be uh, next next season might see similar results, but it's going to feel a lot different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, everybody in our chat. Uh, it's it's 11 after 1130 on a Monday night. We're talking about the team with the worst record in all of hockey. And there's 110 people hanging out with us. So kudos to all of you guys in the chat. You guys are you never cease to amaze me. Uh, there's some nights I'm like, maybe we're lucky if we got five people watching, and here's a hundred. <laughs> so uh, you guys are the lifeblood of the CHGO. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, everything we do, not just Blackhawks, but everything that comes out of that office, 
it's because you guys are hanging out with us on a nightly basis and that just that's what makes this so much fun yeah definitely we we can go into the podcast numbers too and like look at our growth like month to month and i thought like boy after the trade deadline we're really going to crash and burn and it hasn't been the case it's been consistent it's been going up um yeah i mean really uh, as much as like there's people praising us in the chat like we get paid to be here <laughs> you know what i mean like you guys you guys have probably xboxes at home or podcasts to catch up on or whatever you guys are watching this team by choice <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> that's right you guys deserve badges yeah. yeah but hey since we're talking nice about you smash that like button for us we'd appreciate that uh we're of course going to do the tank sim for the uh well we got uh, three more three more spins of the tankathon and then we three, call it a day three more tankathon uh we're not going to do well, it. Well, you know, other shows do it now, too. So, no, I was just going to say, we're the originators of the Tankathon spin. Don't let any other we created uh, Tankathon. copycat podcast let you think they thought of it. They thought of it by watching us. Yeah. They, thought, well, they got a lot of things from watching do us. <laughs> Design, the set, concept. Content. Are we going to be doing tank spins uh, in the off season? <laughs> For what? Know, for more fun. likes. More likes, damn for it. Fun. <laughs> Take towards what? What, what well, are we going to well, be taking for? We could just keep spinning it because the standings will be final. Okay. Sure. We'll just do it once a week. You mean leading up to the uh, leading up leading to, up to May 8th. Okay, yeah. yeah. I what thought you were talking about like July. <laughs> Dude, next season's tanks yeah. take standings. Like, yeah. Well, still started, everybody's even. Started early. No yeah. points for anyone in the league, so it's all alphabetical. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Again, very much looking forward to just uh, in even next year, right? Like, sure, we could spin a tank wheel and all those things, but I, I just. I, I'm ready to have fun again. You know, I, 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 I found myself feeling upset when Lucas Reichel would score, and I never want to feel that way. I want to feel excited about Hawks scoring goals. I want to feel good about it. It's just such, And it's funny because we've all, for the most part, I would say, our viewers, our listeners, have, like, really bought into the plan. So mm -hmm. everyone's, like, programmed themselves as, like, an anti-fan. Right. It's weird. Like yeah. people were able to like shift it like that when Kyle Davidson very eloquently stated the plan and said, here's how we're going to do it. And he has stuck to it and he's been ruthless and he's been heartless and he has stuck to the plan, even when the temptation to not has been there. And now we've all bought in and it's like completely a, a, a reprogrammed robot. Like, oh, my team just scored. That is bad. That is a bad feeling. Our team just won. That is a bad feeling. You know, I don't. I don't like that. I want to be reprogrammed to enjoy yeah. wins, to feel good when that goal horn blows, and uh, to be happy when people wearing red, white, and black put the puck in the net. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going into, you know, this this offseason, um, going through the draft, going through, you know, the opening of free agency, we're going to get a better sense. Obviously, we're going to get a better sense of what the team is going to be next year. Yeah. There's not... Uh, Look at the guys still on the roster. Look at the lineup tonight. How many are how, how many carry over into next season? It probably isn't a lot. So yeah. so we're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of turnover. Some younger players, some new players. It's the first time Kyle Davidson is going to have you know a, a free agency period where you know 
at least initially, the goal doesn't seem to be openly be bad next year. Like, it could be, you know, a step towards being like, hey, instead of just getting guys that we want to sign and flip at the trade deadline, maybe there will be a few guys that are like, hey, sign for a three-year deal or four-year deal or whatever. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So I think that will help set a tone for what expectations will probably be. Um, so it, it, it could be another... <coughs> It could be another season where it's just like, yeah, we're going to be in the lottery. Or it could be something where, uh, you know, they 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 go for a little bit more of a competitive roster, mix in some young guys, and see what happens. It's 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 going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. But we really won't know what the what the vibe of next year is until probably Fourth of July. This is why I so badly want to talk to Kyle Davidson. Yeah, we've been trying all year. We know you're listening, Blackhawks. We want to talk to Kyle Davidson. We have good questions. My question is, like, yes, he has shown this patience with these prospects this year, but part of that is in the context of, but there's that guy, number 98, that we can get. So maybe, just maybe, if a guy, maybe he's playing a little too well, we're going to send him down. Like, we saw that happen with Lucas Reichel. They can deny it all they want. He came out and played too well. And they're like, whoa, okay, nope, <laughs> we won't be right, doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's what happened, whether you spin it or not. But, like, if Kevin Korczynski comes out, has a great preseason, and then plays his seven games and is like, he's got five points in seven games and is your top power play quarterback and looks like a stud, does he stay? I don't know. Like, this year, no. That answer, if it was this year, is absolutely not. No. But next year, is that mindset different? Is he willing to give a young player a job this time? These are the things I want to know. And I think that's also going to inform how we watch the team, mm-hmm. right? Like if Korchinski's there or let's say some prospect that maybe we're not thinking of right now jumps up and makes the team like a Ludwinski, like a Ryder Ralston, whatever, right? Th- insert name here. Makes the roster. It's going to show you like, okay, they're a little more willing to play some young players. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know what the mindset is next year. I would love to know. And you're right. We're going to see it in free agency, right? But with that, too, they also have to get to the cap floor. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to just sign some guys. Yeah. You know, they're, I, I do. I think there's a good chance Max Domi comes back. I think there's a good chance Andreas Athanasiou comes back. And they're going to get more money here than anywhere else because the Hawks have to pay people. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Hawks take on some horrible veteran contracts for some draft capital. Yeah. But so there are going to be veteran players with big contracts here. It's a matter of how many and how willing they are to let young guys play. That's what I want to know. And maybe he, he probably wouldn't answer that honestly. Now, anyway, to no. tip his hand, but, but at least to have the opportunity to ask, and get some sort of answer. Yeah. But yeah. And Shep Kelly says, uh, do players really want to play on a team that wants to lose? Um, yes. If there's an extra million for them, there's players that would be very happy to come to uh, an organization that they fly a charter. They, you know what I mean? Like there's the Hawks offer things fran- like, as a, from a franchise point of view that other organizations don't. I mean, I, I look at Anders Bjork and I think about his situation and, you know, he was back, he was up and down between the AHL and the NHL and in, in his time um, with the Sabres and why am I blanking on the team Rochester? he started with? Boston. Oh, Boston. Boston, yeah. Boston and, and the Sabres. And he played all of this season in the AHL with Ro- with Rochester. 
and then comes to the Blackhawks and is immediately is just like, yeah, you're playing in the NHL. I would think being in the NHL, getting NHL game checks, being on NHL planes, eating NHL meals, playing on NHL ice in NHL arenas, except for Arizona, um, <laughs> is better than you know being in it, being in all those environments in the AHL, and and whether it's on a team that's in last or a team contending for the playoffs, I, I think if you ask. 99.999% of NHL players, yeah, if you ask any NHL player, 100%, they would say, I'd rather be in the NHL than anywhere else. Right. So I think it's not only it's not only that, but just look at what this season and the added, it's not just, hey, I get to be in the NHL. Look what this season did for Max Domi. He got to be a top-line center and prove that he could do it at well, and then he got traded to a Stanley Cup contender. And now he's going to hit the free agent market, regardless if he's coming back here or not. The way he played this year is going to get him a significant raise, whether it's from the Blackhawks or not. And it's going to get him a, a better role. And, and the way Andreas Anthonisio has played the last 10 games or so, you know, he's he's your top line center right now, essentially. Where else is he going to do that? So players look at it like that, not necessarily, hey, I know this team isn't going to win this year, but if I go there for a year and get to play top six and show my worth, it's just going to make my next contract for a better team even better. So there's plenty of opportunity there. And no no NHL player walks in the day one at training camp saying, well, this is going to suck, 82 games of losing. No, they go in thinking, hey, let's prove all these these so-called experts that that host their podcasts and type away at their keyboards. Let's prove them wrong. They get great joy proving guys like us wrong. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's do our three stars of the game, or four stars of the game, and we'll let Greg go home. Please. I'm tired. (laughs) It's been a long day. The number three star of the game for the Minnesota Wild, Philip Gustafson. Top 40 of 42 Blackhawk shots. Uh, your number two star stud, Matthew Boldy, a goal and assist, plus two, 1940 device time, three shots on goal, two more shot attempts, a hit, three giveaways. Ooh, you suck, man, Yikes. Boldy. Yuck. And your number one star, you guessed it, number 90 himself, Marcus Johansson, two goals and assists. He was plus three, 1830 device time, three shots on goal, a takeaway, a block shot, really solid game for him. Uh, my four star of the game is going to go to Austin Wagner, not Watson. Uh, not a, nothing on the score sheet today, but two shots on goal, three more shot attempts, three hits. He had one giveaway. Saw this kid creating a lot of opportunities with his speed, winning board battles, blasting past defenders. They talked about his speed when they traded for him, and we're really starting to see it on display here. I've been keeping an eye on him a little closer over the last few games since he came back from his, like, gangrenous hand. <laughs> Disgusting injury. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, as we talked about, I'm not going to put him on this level yet, but your Lafferty's and your kind of guys that couldn't get a chance in other organizations, he's got tools, right? Like, what was the thing about Lafferty was, well, look at that speed. He's really fast. He's physical. And if you could put it all together, he could be a valuable player. I'm not going to say Austin Wagner is the next Sam Lafferty, but I like that what Davidson saw in him is sort of similar. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, 
Guy with a little bit of a skill set that needs an opportunity. Let's give him an opportunity, see what happens, get him for very little, and uh, and let's see. And I, I think he's been effective, no, obviously not lighting up the scoreboard by any means, but you're seeing what Davidson saw on him, that it wasn't just a throw-in guy. Like, just give me a contract and we'll take it. Clearly, he fits the mold of what the Hawks are trying to do, and, and he's another guy uh, worthy of a look. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've liked uh, Austin Wagner as a player. I, I didn't really know what to expect from him. Uh, but the the speed aspect of his game is 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 really good. Yeah, I'm I'm no longer going to just uh, think anybody that Kyle Davidson acquires for the next couple of years are just throw in guys because it seems that he gets guys that fit his mold. I mean, you look at Wag- Wagner look good. Joey Anderson had a goal tonight. He's got four goals with the Hawks. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, so yeah, he's kind of got his uh, his niche for finding these uh, grindy Andres Nocioni type players and it works for <laughs> what he's trying to do. Uh, but uh, the guy I'm picking for four star is not a grindy guy at all. And he was very <laughs> impressive tonight. Uh, young Mr. Wyatt Kaiser had his best game in the NHL by far tonight. He led the team with six shots on goal, uh, eight total shot attempts. Uh, even had a hit. He got uh, he got into it uh, in a little board battle with Ryan Hartman at one point. I was impressed to see that as well. It was nice. kind of funny because this this morning, uh, Luke Richardson was asked after morning skate about Kaiser and are they kind of how are they handling him when he wants to jump in the rush, and he just says, "Well, we're we're not putting a leash on him, but he's just got to learn when it's there, take it." And it was there for him all yeah. night tonight. He was just driving the net he almost had a shorthanded goal at one point he was feeling it he was confident the ice kept opening up for him he was recognizing it he was taking advantage i thought for sure he was going to get his first nhl goal at at some point tonight so great game uh for uh, number 44 wyatt kaiser yeah his skating ability is is really starting to uh to show through and and yeah i think I still think he's going to get the Vlasic treatment, but I, I think yeah. that there is a lot of uh, a, a lot of tools there for him to uh, to work with, which is which is great. It's what you want to see out of uh, out of a young kid, young prospect that uh, has some some hopes for this organization. Uh, my fourth star of the night is going to go to uh, a fellow Wisconsin native. Uh, big big night for Wisconsin natives. Anders Bjork. Uh, he gets his first goal as a member of the Blackhawks, first goal of the season. Um, didn't get all of it, but just enough of it for it to uh, cross the goal line. Uh, some congrats to him on getting his first goal of the season. Uh, he also had two other shots, or he had two shots on goal. One hit uh, the goal in 13 and a half minutes uh, of ice time. Uh, spoke after the game, and I saw the, uh, the quote there from, from him, uh, kind of a, a relief. Uh, a little weight off his shoulders to get that that first goal this year. Uh, better late than never. Uh, so congrats to him and the other Wisconsin native uh, that have a big night. Joe Pavelski uh, reaches 1,000 points. So just a little shout out to uh, fellow Wisconsinite Joe Pavelski. Well, Captain America. He's from Wisconsin, but he went to Notre Dame. Andres Bjork, so it cancels out. <coughs> nah, um, I love it. I Joe Pavelski, him. by the way, I'm still waiting to see Joe Pavelski and Chris Frischtig in the same place at the same time. I think they're the same dude. Uh, I have to go back to that uh, 2010 Sharks Blackhawks Western Conference Final. See if they were even on the ice at the same time. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think they took. I don't think they took shifts at the same time. There's no way it's the same <laughs> dude. He was switching benches, switching jerseys. 
Man, you would have you would have thought people would have noticed that, but I guess Chris Pavelstig is uh, who he's really. Is. <laughs> yeah. But congratulations right, to Joe Pavelski. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and yeah. I think a lot of people had written off his career when he went to Dallas, and he's still just performing at a high level. Easy guy to root for. Just tipping pucks left and right. No doubt. It's good. All right, Greg. Drive safe. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow post game. Can't wait. That is Greg Boyson. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. And hey, as the Hawks game was getting started, the Cubs game was wrapping up. So I opened up my laptop, went to FuboTV.com, and I watched the end of the Cubs game on my laptop at the Hawks game. That was a lot of fun. You can do it too with over 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Fubo is the place to go. It's where I went after a Three days into my seven-day trial, I'm like, yep, this is for me. Cut the cord and joined Fubo. You can stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Listen to this. If you're a Cub fan and you want to stream Marquee, your only option for streaming Marquee is Fubo TV. That's it. They're the only streaming service that carries Marquee Sports Network. They've also got NBC Sports Chicago, so you can watch the Hawks, all the ESPN channels, Easy peasy. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. There is no contract, so you can try it for seven days. Try it for a month. Don't like it? Go back to what you're doing. No problem. No cable. No hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR service included at no extra charge. Watch your teams while you travel. And, you know, the NBA playoffs are coming up. So I hear, I think the Bulls are in them. Yes. I think they're playing, playing. game. Playing game on Wednesday at 6 o'clock against the Raptors. I can't ah, wait. Interesting. I can wait. I'm so excited to see. <laughs> Michael Jordan doesn't play anymore. Damn it. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan. Versus. And Horace Grant. Now. Uh, go up against. Close. Vince Carter and the Raptors. <laughs> Tracy McGrady. <laughs> and Tracy McGrady, yes. <laughs> Watch all that stuff with Fubo TV. Use the link in our description to save up to 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Seriously, uh, commercial read aside, I've, I am a true Fubo customer. I love it. It's great. Go for it. That's the Jay Zawaski guarantee. There you go. Which is worth nothing except my word and... That various varies depending on who you talk to. <laughs> a guarantee is a guarantee. <laughs> That's right. Hey, speaking of the NBA playoffs, uh, DraftKings, they are uh, the, or not the, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And playoff time, as we said, is right around the corner. Big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you can get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open that DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll still get a bonus bet back up to $10. Uh, We said the Bulls are in action against the Raptors on Wednesday. How about this same game parlay in that game? Uh, We're we're riding DeMar DeRozan all the way to the bank on this one. DeRozan, 20-plus points, plus five or more assists, 
plus five or more rebounds. If he hits all three of those, that is a plus 280 odds to hit that. So that's going to be uh that's going to be a good one to pick. I, I like DeMar DeRozan to uh to do that against the Raptors. Well, on I mean, once they break out that 5-4 ers screener roll, pick and seal, the Raptors are done. Absolutely. They're done. There's no defense against that. That's so. my favorite play in basketball. That's free money. Absolutely. Uh so download the app now, sign up with the code CHGO. Uh new customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, you're going to call 800-372-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, the phone number is 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, H-O-P-E-N-Y, uh, which comes out to the numbers 467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible Gambling resources. Can I have that Massachusetts number again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. 800 <laughs> Thank you. All right, great. I have family in Massachusetts. For all of our... So now they're they're all squared away. All right, it is time for our DraftKings King of the Game. All right, King of the Game, Andreas to Tennessee. One assist, 15.43 of ice time. Get this, five shots on goal. Six more shot attempts and another missed shot. So that is 12 total shot attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one eight and lost four of his face off 67%. Pretty good. Not bad for a guy who's been a center for roughly a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was very noticeable tonight, um, as he is most nights, uh, in one way or the other. But yeah, it was, it was a good game from him. Um, and, I think he would have had an assist on the Taze goal. I'm not entirely yes, sure. Yes, he would have. He would have, yeah. Yep. So that would have been, you know, a multi-point effort for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's been good. He's been good this season. He's been as advertised. And for the fact that he's uh, still been with the team past the trade deadline, um, I, I feel like he's maybe expected to be a player that was going to be on the way to a contending team. But for one reason or another, uh, he's still in Chicago, and he's making the most of it. So, there could be an opportunity for him next season to come back and continue to play a, a, an elevated role. We'll see. But, yeah, another good game from him. Definitely. All right. It is time, <coughs> excuse me, as I lose my voice, mm. to update the tank standings. We got 84 likes right now. Get us to 90 for a bonus spin. Let's go. We can do it. All right. Let's take a look. Tank standings the are favorable. of the tank standings are your Chicago Blackhawks with 56 points in 80 games they've got 25 wins columbus with 56 points in 79 games so a game in hand on the hawks anaheim with 58 points in 80 games san jose with 60 and 80 and 66 and 80 for montreal so you can scratch montreal out of that um so it is a basically a three-team race for the top spot uh if the hawks lose out and columbus gets a point the Hawks get the best odds at Counter Bedard, and that's what we've been hoping for mm-hmm. all year. So we're a couple likes away 
from 90. I know we can get there. And then while we wait for that, let's give it our first tank spin. We're using Tankathon today. Yeah, we'll use Tankathon. All right, let's All right, do tank-a-thon. it. Tankathon. Let's do it. And remember, if St. Louis or Detroit wins, that's a bonus <laughs> spin too. So I remembered to make sure it's reset this time. So All right, there we go. are nice. at the top. It is updated. Nice. Here nice, we go. Nice. All right, let's see it. Vancouver, Washington, Chicago. Jeez. I'm not mad about three, but Vancouver that and Washington, is... hell no. No, you don't. No. You're not invited to that, this party. Taking a free spin from that one, too. <laughs> F that. One more spin? So, Well, yeah, two. we're going to get our 90. I know we're going to get our 90, so yeah, we'll do two more. We're at 89. Let's get to 90. Philly jumps six spots, Chicago, Columbus, and I'm... See, this is the thing. It can happen. Philly can jump six spots. The Hawks jumped five to get Patrick Kane. It can happen. A team can jump a maximum of 10 spots. So we could spend this whole season worrying about the tank, worrying about finishing last, and the freaking Flyers can jump six spots and take the number one pick, just like that. I still get Adam Fantilli in that situation. That that would work. That's fine with me. it's not Connor Bedard. No, get no. Get out of here, no, Washington. No, we're not giving... No, reset. We're not giving the Capitals a top pick. We do have our extra no. spin. One more spin. All right, one more. Mm. San Jose, Arizona, Chicago, Columbus. You know, I think every time I've done this for you guys, I don't think I've gotten the number one pick. Well, you one cannot, you cannot produce our show that night. <laughs> I'm going to leave. I'm yeah, you have to the leave state. the country. Yeah, I'm going to uh, leave. You actually <laughs> have to state. go to Columbus. <laughs> find something to do in Columbus. Yeah, you got to do the tank spins on the Go to on the CLBS Columbus. and find their studios and, and ransack it for us. <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> Columbus's uh, all city call letters would just be C S C S it just yeah or ass with four S's. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap things up. We are back tomorrow night right away after Hawks and Penguins. Make sure you join us. It's gonna be a time. There will be sports played, and we're gonna talk about them. Mm-hmm. And remember that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. For uh, Greg, who's on his way home, for Mario and me, we're about to be on our way home. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.